the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, you are now listening to Isaiah 61. This is Anthony Oshifie uh, coming from Spirit of the Lord Church with my uh, my co-host here. Uh, I'm Jonathan Sutton. And uh, we are here to talk to you today about uh, about preparation, mm-hmm. about um, about how God has prepared us as young people into this next generation for what we're going to be doing. Yeah, and so we just really want to focus uh, kind of out of, uh, along the lens of Romans eight twenty eight, where it says that all things work for the good of those uh, who love God and walk according to his purpose. And we want to take that verse and really look at it uh, from the standpoint of how God has been um, preparing us and even um, some application for you guys on how you can look at your lives and um, maybe the things that you've gone through that maybe you don't see um how God could allow them or um, how God could turn something good from them um, and just give you a little bit of perspective on um, just how he does that. And we're going to start that off by looking at our lives as individuals by sharing just a little bit of who we are, what we've gone through, just a little bit of our testimony. So, Anthony, if you just want to share briefly um, about your testimony, your experience, um, and how um, God has taken those things and uh, used them to bring you to where you are and where he's called you to be. Absolutely. So I uh, I was born and raised in, in Woodbury, Minnesota, so I'm a local here. And uh single parent household. Uh my mother she she did a a good job at just um you know, living a faithful life uh, before God and you know, trying to teach my siblings and I, and I as, as much as uh she could by herself and you know, I um you know, as many young kids it's just, you know, you go to church. I I knew God was important. Uh I knew that he is uh you know, God, but you know, there's just that uh, <laughs> that tendency you have to just going and doing your own thing and getting caught up in in, in the world. And so, um, you know, I just kind of had somewhat of a of a self righteousness, or you know, you, you do you're good on a Sunday, but when it comes to the rest of the week, you kind of just act up and you know do everything that everyone else does. But uh, as I progressed, you know, in my my walk, my mother, you know, she, she saw changes and it started to become clear to her, like, hey, son. You got to make a decision, like who you're going to walk with. And uh, when I was out on my own, uh, away from home, you know, I always just heard that that voice, whether, you know, who am I going to go with God or the world? Um, but I have to choose one. And um, it, it probably got to about my my ninth grade year in, in high school, maybe about 10th grade. I went to a conference with a, a buddy of mine um, and, you know, it was like a youth conference and. I was presented with the gospel, and uh, it was just very, very powerful and, and rich uh, in the in the presentation. And uh, God really spoke to me, uh, convicted me like strongly of that I needed to repent from my sins and, and turn to Him. And uh, 
doing that, uh, just like a light bulb went out. I probably had meant or, or had heard the gospel, you know, numerous times, raised my hand uh, to receive Christ. But uh, this time, you know, it was I, I recognized my need for a Savior, that, that Jesus Christ um, was the only way to God the Father. And so I, I needed to forsake my old ways and, and, and know who he was. And so in doing that, uh, you know, my life is, is, is completely um, changed. Um, you know, it's been a process Absolutely, but uh, by and by, like man, I, I'm growing to love Christ more and more. I used to be that kid who never would sing in church. Now I'm, I'm singing super loud. So, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see the, what the Lord's doing. And uh, Jonathan, can you share uh, with with us a little bit about uh, you know where God has brought you to? Yeah. So um, again, my name is Jonathan Sutton. So as you know, I have the same last name as uh, Pastor Joseph Sutton. He's my dad. Um, and so I always grew up in the church. And I would say as a kid, I really had that childlike faith. Like I viewed God just um, as my savior, but even as my friend and like prayer, I prayed all the time and like praise and worship. I loved it. I was always dancing around the church. But as I got older, um, I kind of got I I got caught up. I got caught up in um the experiences outside of the church or the things that people were doing outside of the church. And so it was almost like I was two different people. I'd come to church and I was this one person who who knew all the moves and knew everything to do and knew the Bible. But then when I went out with my friends, I was this different person. I was this kid um, and I really struggled with a desire to want to fit in. I really struggled with a desire to want to be liked for a lot of different reasons. Um, But that desire to be liked really influenced a lot of the different things I did. and kind of as I grew up, as I went from sixth to ninth grade, that was a uh, a real time of struggle for me. From sixth to ninth grade were probably, um, as I would explain, some of the darkest years of my life. Um, grateful that God held me in a lot of areas, never did drugs, never um, drank, never had sex, but pretty much everything else was fair game. <laughs> like I just um, found myself getting caught up in the wrong crowd, um, fighting a lot, um, arguing a lot. I was kind of the kid who like would get kicked out of class and cuss the teacher out on the way out. And all of that was really a facade for just like how hurt I was on the inside as I struggled with things such as low self-esteem and depression. And as I um, went along through these years, it just kind of got worse and worse and worse um, to the point where, as I explained to people, I kind of hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom in the sense that um, I kind of just I lost my will to live. I didn't really care about anything anymore. I was really apathetic. Um, contemplated suicide one time um, and didn't do it for a lot of really messed up reasons. But I just remember um, one day my dad came into my room and uh, he told me we were going to this church. And we went to this church because we were going to go. Uh, he was sending me on a missions trip to Nicaragua. It was uh, the summer before my sophomore year of high school. And it was in that country that I um, experienced God and experienced his love in a powerful way at a church service. Um, when I wasn't even looking for him, just, uh, it happened in such a way that, um, this man who was leading the service just came up to me and asked me <clears throat> if they could pray for me. Cause he really felt like, uh, God wanted to speak to me and I wasn't having it. <laughs> I was just like, whatever, I've been prayed for a million times. Like this time isn't going to change anything. But, um, as him and another group of college students, uh, began to pray for me like I really just encountered God in the sense that I heard his voice and uh, as I describe it I went to war with him that day and just him telling me how much he loved me and me just being like no not me not after what I've done not after who I've become like you can't want me like I don't even want me and him just showing me his love and pouring his love out on me um, and it was 
that was probably a 45 minute process. But after that process, I really just got to a point where, um, where in my brokenness, he revealed his love for me. And in that he began to heal me. And from that moment on, like, I really, I really gave him my life. Like I had said the sinner's prayer before I had, um, done it as a kid and I had, um, dedicated my life to Christ, but I hadn't lived it. But after that moment, I really gave him my heart and gave him my all. And from that moment on, it's not to say that life has been peaches and cream because there's definitely been struggles. But from that moment on, there's been a beauty that wasn't there before, a joy that wasn't there before, a peace that wasn't there before. And I can truly say um, that I would not be where I am today without Christ and all that he's done for me. Um, and just uh, even now with the things that he's bringing me through, with the things that he's brought me through, like there's just, there's no way to explain it except by saying that by his grace, I am who I am. And by his grace, um, I've been able to accomplish what I've accomplished in my life. Um, and so that's just a brief um, testimony about me and just my life in a nutshell and what God has uh, done in me and what he's brought me through. And so, um, like we said, today we're talking a little bit about preparation and how we feel like God's prepared us uh, through our experiences and through what we've gone through. And so, um, we're both, I, I'm a junior in college. Um, Anthony's graduated college um, and is now looking to go to grad school. So if Anthony, if you just want to tell us a little bit about um, what you're planning on doing while you're going to grad school, what you want to do, um, and really how do you feel like God, um, how do you feel like the experiences that you've had and the situations and things that you've dealt with um, have really led you to a point where um, this is where you want to go and where you feel like God's calling you to go in your life? Yeah, definitely. Hey, I just want to say thanks, man, for uh, sharing your your testimony. It's just mm-hmm. awesome to hear like uh, how God just takes us where we are and and changes us, you know, by His love. And so, uh, man, it was just a blessing. But um, what God has done, you know, in terms of preparing me, is it's awesome to see like uh, you know things that you think are unrelated, how you know they have so much to do with with where you're being led. So uh, when I was uh, well growing up, you know, my my sister, I have an older sister. She has a uh, cerebral palsy. And um, which is a, a neurological um, condition where um, you have like tension in some muscle area of your body, and so it restricts your movement. And so seeing um, seeing her go through that, um, and how much of an impact medicine had in you know her mobility and being able to you know extend her her hand and and her legs more um, was just really really powerful. And so um, I think unknowingly that that had like a, a strong um, effect on my trajectory. She got really excited about medicine as well, just, um, you know, and and then having such a, a powerful effect on her life. And she wanted to, to become a doctor. And um, the, I said, you know, copying my big sister, hey, I want to become a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, it, it didn't quite work out that way completely. I, I remember in sixth grade, I was writing a journal assignment in about what I wanted to be. And I thought doctor and I said, no, that's too long, too many years. <laughs> but, uh, you know. God, like he has a awesome way of, of, of you know doing things and and, and bringing you to, to where you're, you're going to be. So, uh, just as the years went on in college, um, I resisted that idea because I didn't want to go to school for that long. But just um, showing me um, the the contribution that uh, that he's he's purposed me to to have like on the world through him, uh, it's just made sense to to go the distance to go to school for a little bit longer to to be able to to engage uh, the community and and change people's lives through through medicine and health. So now uh brother can you please share with me uh you know the same thing how how has God prepared you in your life like in 
and 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 showing you and and bringing you to where he's he's going to bring you uh well for me um even just recently uh last year I was at um a church service at my school and um it was during praise and worship um and God just really began to speak to me and he showed me that uh my greatest passion in life is derived um from my struggles in adolescence it's derived from all the things that I went through and my greatest passion in life is people and not just in people but in helping people um helping people be all that they can be helping people realize um their worth helping people to realize just um truly uh who God has created them to be. And even as of lately, I've just really been feeling um, a pull toward ministry. I've always felt that pull, but I've always kind of ignored it (laughs) just a little bit, kind of ran from it, not really because um, I didn't want to, but just because there was so much uncertainty with where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But just recently, um, I've just come to not even just accept that call, but I just feel such a fire for people and such a fire for bringing people um, to Christ and um, showing them how he views them, showing them how much he loves them, showing them um, just uh, how beautiful they really are in his eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like he's calling me um, into a form of ministry, whether that be uh, children's ministry, because I've worked with um, children. I love working with children. I've done it through different summer programs and stuff like that, or whether it's through um, becoming a, following the uh, footsteps of my dad and becoming a pastor. I'm not really sure yet. Um, God's been really taking me lately and teaching me how to trust him, which has been an experience. But um, I'm confident that uh, he'll he'll continue to uh, guide me where he wants me. But um, really just looking back at my past and all of the things that I've struggled with and all of the things that um, I battled with and now looking at where I am now, the position that I am, even within my school, my university, and the position I'm in uh, within uh, the lives of different kids that uh, I grew up with, say, like whether it's through coaching, helping my dad coach the track team or um being in a position of leading a men's group at my school, like God's just really been allowing me to use um, to he's really been using me to touch people in the sense that I find that a lot of people not have struggled with what I've struggled with, but um, that the root, that root situation Um, He's been allowing me to use my experiences as a gateway to really begin to share the gospel with them. And so it's just one of those things where I look at um, what I went through. And while I looked back at it and I said nothing good can come from this or while I was in it, I said nothing good can come from this. As I look at where I am now um, and the positions that he's placed me in and the people whose lives he's placed me in, like had I not had those experiences, had I not gone through what I went through there. I wouldn't I couldn't be effective. Mm-hmm. I could not be effective. I couldn't reach them. I couldn't talk to them the way I can talk to them now. Um and that's not to say that God put me through all that, but that's just to say that um he took those situations, he took those circumstances and when I gave my life to him and I truly began to follow him, uh he turned those mm-hmm. and he turned those and he used them for something good. He used them for something infinitely more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. And um that's what uh, we're going to talk about a little bit more uh, when we come back from this break is just um, in general, we talked a little bit about our lives and uh, what we've gone through. But in general, now we want to just talk about um, God, orchest- not orchestrating things, but how God can take a situation and how he can turn it for his good. And maybe uh, more examples of how we've seen it in our lives, but even just in general, um, just talking about how awesome God is in that way that he can just take such a broken situation or such a mundane situation 
situation and make something beautiful out of it. Um, and so we're going to head into our break. And this is nine. You are listening to 980 KKMS. Um, I'm Jonathan Sutton with my co-host, Anthony Oshifier. And we'll be back in a moment. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. There are such tremendous demands and pressure on your pastor and their families. Now, your church family can share your love for your pastor through a -a once-in-a-lifetime journey to a place where it all began, Israel. Walking on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, visiting every site where the Lord Himself walked, taught, and healed the multitudes. Everyone who visits the land of Israel is changed forever. All you have to do is nominate your pastor. Go to nominateyourpastor.com. See complete rules and details at nominateyourpastor.com. All right, this is Anthony Oshifier here with uh, Isaiah 61 and with my co-host Jonathan Sutton. And we are uh, talking to you all today about uh, preparation and how God is uh, he's actively at work in, in the lives of those um, who he's redeemed in, in transforming us and preparing us um, both in, in past circumstances in life and also current ones and you know preparing us for the future. So uh, we've just... Uh, gone over a little bit about how God has done that in in both of our lives um, through our testimonies and uh, through you know some life experiences and we'll continue to, to share a few more and um, just get into uh, this topic a little bit deeper here and so um, to 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 go a little bit forward or or move or give another example in uh, in God in how God has uh, been preparing us um, another way I shared earlier um, how through through medicine like the passion God has given me. Um, to go into the field of medicine uh, through through my sister uh, having a, a, a neurological uh, condition, cerebral, cerebral palsy. And, uh, you know, God has also just really shown me the, the connection of health, uh, how that has to do with so many other sectors in life. Um, it's not just isolated to, to being just one thing. Um, you know, there's so many things connected with, you know, people being able to take care of themselves, that being education, uh, that being like socioeconomic status mm-hmm. and really um, just how can we have uh, this thing that everyone esteems so much health be uh, be equitable? Uh, because oftentimes, man, those who uh, who have the most are going to get the, the most benefits in their health. There's uh, significant differences in terms of how long people are actually able to live, um, you know, based on like their their income and to see these things they're called disparities in health health disparities uh that really just burdened my heart quite strong and and gave me like a a a greater perspective it's a lot more than just telling people to eat fruits and vegetables but it's um it's it's telling people giving them the the knowledge for empowerment and also um 
creating the opportunity for resources for them to be able to engage those things and, and be empowered. So, um, you know, God, he really showed me that like about my sophomore year in college and, and brought me through some experiences where I was able to engage those communities um, in which, you know, health is, is not, you know, being equitably served. And so, uh, yeah, that's just another example about, uh, you know, how God is really preparing us for what we're going to do moving forward. And uh, I'd like to ask, uh, do you have another example about how God has done that? Um, so many, so many examples in my life of how God's done that. Um, but I just think one of the most interesting things about this topic, when we talk about uh, just God um, preparing us and God um, really just how he takes those situations and how he turns them is that when I look at even just the examples that Anthony's given us and when I look at my life, what it comes down to really is it comes down to trust. It comes down to trusting him in the midst of your circumstance that even though you might not be able to see uh, why you're going through something, even though you might not be able to see uh, why he allowed something to happen, it's trusting in him and knowing um, that God is not a man that he should lie. And when he says in Romans 8.28 that we know all things work together for the good of those who love God and those who walk according to his purpose, so many times we look at this verse as such a... uh, we look at it as such a feel-good verse. As Since we're Christians, since we've accepted him, like all of these great things are going to happen to us and would nothing bad should happen to us. And um, even if it does, like God, he just has something greater. And while he does, what this verse really does is this verse strengthens our faith in him. This verse strengthens our trust in him. Because when we look at these situations that we go through, to look at something um, a struggle that you have, to look at a hardship that you have, um, and to think uh, like I said, even in my life, I look back and I thought, how could something good ever come from this? Um, but it's a matter of surrendering those situations to God, surrendering those moments to him, and he'll take them and make something good out of them. He'll take them and he'll use them for his glory. Just as when we look at our lives, when we look at us as um, individuals, we're sinners. We're sinners. and um, But God took his son he sent his son to die for us and in doing so um we are now able to take us our brokenness um our our struggles even our sin and god can take us and turn that and use us for his glory for something even more beautiful than we could have ever imagined and so when i look uh at this topic what this topic comes down to is trusting god trusting god enough to surrender to him uh whatever you've gone through or whatever you're going through um like the verse says, those who love God and those who walk according to his purpose. And in order to walk according to his purpose, you have to begin to surrender to him um, your entire situation, your plans, your goals, your dreams, and say, I trust in you, God. I trust in you and lead me. And once you begin to do that, you begin to see, uh, as Anthony has seen in his life and as I've seen in my life, you just begin to see God use all of those things that you've gone through uh, to bring him glory. And so I I think that's honestly the most beautiful part. And one of the hardest parts about uh, looking at how God prepares you is just looking at trusting in him, trusting in him and surrendering to him um, the things in your life. And so um, one of the things that uh, me and Anthony have just been talking about recently is the idea of uh, getting uncomfortable and getting uncomfortable um in the sense of that's a huge part of trust because as you begin to trust in God, he's going to put you in situations that may make you uncomfortable because in his weakness, um, in our weakness, he is made strong. And so, Anthony, if you just want to uh, briefly talk about for just a couple uh, seconds, just talk about getting uncomfortable um, as we segue from that into uh, what we're going to be talking about next week. 
Absolutely. And so getting uncomfortable, I think, is is inevitable part of following Jesus. We're going to be pulled out of situations um, that, you know, we might just want to stay in. But part of that uh, Romans 8.28, it says at the back part, uh, um, to be conformed to the image of his, his son in order that we might be the firstborn among many brother, brothers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, part of that conforming process, you know, we're being shaped. So we might want to we might be resistant uh, in our shape, but. Uh, you know, God, he, he's taken us through our circumstances so that we and it might be uncomfortable in the midst of that, that being conformed. But he's taken us through these circumstances so that uh, we'd be more like him. We, we'd look more like the son of God, more like Christ. And uh, so that's uh, though it would be uncomfortable. That's we want to go through that uncomfort so that we we'd be more like Jesus. And so thank you for joining us this week. Next week, uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about just um, our generation and how can we uh, light a fire for Christ in our generation? Um, What are different ways that we can maintain uh, that fire and that passion that we as individuals have for Jesus Christ in our lives and just spread that for all the world to see? Um, And so that's what we'll be talking about next week. Uh, We um, hope that you join us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is 980 KKMS, and I'm Jonathan Sutton with my co-host. Anthony Oshifier. Yep, and we will see you guys next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.